When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey everyone, welcome back to Bucketheads episode 42. Uh, my name is Connor and I'm here with Justin Golba and this week we are mostly uh, we're going to talk about recruiting, which is not something that we go too in depth about, but there's a lot to talk about right now. Uh, a lot of 2020, a lot of 2023 recruits, sorry, want they want their recruitment to be done uh, before the season starts, Justin. And high school classes actually start in one month, which you've covered prep sports, which means that their conditioning and their practices are basically starting now-ish in the next few weeks so here we are yeah that was something i noticed uh when i was especially when i was in nebraska i covered a lot of kids that committed to like d1 and d2 schools and their biggest thing was like they always wanted to commit before the senior season started just to have kind of that weight off their shoulders and uh seems like a lot of these guys especially scotty middleton and devon royal who we're getting into seems like they are definitely are following the same mindset yeah so we're gonna today i think we're mostly just gonna run through the guys that are committing soon, the guys that we expect to commit pretty soon, the guys that Ohio State has offers to are in their top whatever. Um, you know, Ohio State has offers out to a handful of guys that just aren't really on the radar, if you know what I mean. Like, they've sent out offers, but either the player hasn't made any indication that they're going to visit soon, um, or there are other much bigger schools in the running. So we're not going to talk about every single guy Ohio State's offered, just kind of like the main ones that are kind of catching our attention right now um and so the first guy that we've got the most recent news from is devin royal who is from pickerington pickerington central about 20 minutes south of columbus um he is uh he's the main target right now you can correct me if i'm wrong but he definitely seems like the main target for ohio state right now in 2023 um he put out his top nine uh this week which was funny to me because I expected it to be more of like a, he was like top schools coming out. I was like, okay, he's going to get it down to like top three, top four, because he wants to be done with this before his season starts. So then this week he puts out top nine and it's Ohio state, it's Michigan state. Um, and there were several others like Penn state, Miami, um, Michigan has jumped into the mix super late. Michigan's in there. Um, I think Penn state's in there, but yeah, Ohio state's in their top nine in his top nine as expected um i i just expected it to be a much shorter list i was a little surprised yeah i think the only thing that maybe kind of hinted that it might be a longer list is he said schools of interest 
at first when he put out the list, which might just mean like these are all the school like I like these are just schools that I've at least had some sort of communication with. Um and schools that he's considering. It's it's right now it's a two horse race between Ohio State and Michigan State, it seems like. As you know, Ohio State has been in like what would you say, every single game that he's had basically, which is insane. Yeah, pretty much since like the beginning of his senior se- I'm sorry, junior season and um AAU. Excuse yeah, me, I'm chowing on some chowing on some blueberries right now. And his AAU, they've had a coach at every single game, regardless of where it was. Yeah, that that is insanity. Um, I guess the benefits of recruiting a, a local kid. <laughs> um, but so in Michigan State, I know is, has been they kind of it's kind of like Ohio State views their best case scenarios like Devin Royal and Scotty Middleton. Michigan State views their best case scenarios like Xavier Booker and and uh, and Devin Royal. Um, just because I know Xavier Booker is really high on Michigan State too. We'll talk about him a little bit later, but uh, yeah, Royal, you're you're spot on. He is he's the guy right now for Ohio State, which is funny because like Middleton is ranked pretty significantly higher. Granted, you can take rankings with a grain of salt at this point, but um, yeah, he's just he's risen up the recruiting rankings so heavily. I think the biggest thing that might I don't know if you can say excite Ohio State fans or maybe keep their hopes up is in his schools of interest. There's no Duke. There's no North Carolina. There's no Kansas. You know, he didn't really get into that kind of recruiting, which is nice because once those teams, you know, the big three enter, it, it's hard for Ohio State to steal those kids away. You know, like when Ohio State lost Luke Kennard to Duke, I remember people freaking out. And I was like, do you really expect like, yeah, Luke Kennard went to Duke. Like, that's just how this is going to go. Um, so it's nice that, you know, it seems like a lot of his schools are teams Ohio State can very much compete with in terms of recruiting. So I it seems like their best case scenario is still Royal and Middleton, and it seems like they have a good chance to get both at this point in my mind. So if it's Ohio State and Michigan State versus the field, you're definitely thinking it's going to be either Ohio State or Michigan State, right? At this point, yeah, and especially because you know he said he wants to fit, he wants to he wants to commit before senior season, which you figure that's probably September, right? Senior season starts. I mean, they get really high into gear in October, and the games start in November. So you probably figure he's looking at committing sometime around September, October. That doesn't leave a lot of teams much time to really kind of get in there. I mean, like you said, Ohio State was early on Devin Royal when he was still kind of a uh, a good recruit, but not a the, great one. He was in the he was a three star up in the hundreds. He was like a hundred yeah. something. This is similar to Bri- this, it's similar to Bryce Sensenball. It's later, but it's, I mean, when Ohio State really got involved with Sensenball, he was in the hundreds, and people were like, "Okay, who's this kid?" And now you have Trey Burke talking about he might be a one and done. You know what I mean? Like he took that huge of a leap and it benefited Ohio State for being in kind of in the trenches early there. I, I think the same thing is going to happen here with with Royal and Michigan State is in the same boat. They were early on him. I know Izzo has been at his house a lot and dating back to the start of his junior year. So um, it just feels like those two schools got in early. It feels okay, it feels like because he's right in your backyard that Ohio State has, like, it feels like they are probably in the driver's seat. Like, Devin Royal, like, he he plays AAU right now with uh, George Washington, who is uh, already in that class, is already committed. He plays with Dalen Swain, who is another target. Um, he's, like, best friends or very good friends with Sonny Styles, who um, five-star football recruit from, from Pickerington. is like, one of his best friends in high school. Um, he met up with him on his official visit. We saw pictures um like like we already talked about they're at all of his games regardless of where it, is. it seems like ohio state is like in the driver's seat but there's this feeling in the pit of my stomach that's like 
if he if he just wants to like get away and not go to school 15 minutes from where he grew up i was like damn like i could totally see him also like ending up at michigan state like i would not be blown away because some people just don't want to go to college 15 minutes from where they grew up and where their family is some people want to get away and man michigan state has been after him so I feel like Ohio State is in the driver's seat for him. He would be a great addition. Um, he, he's got a lot of what's the word? He's got he's just got a lot of sauce. He's got a lot of flavor to him. Like he's he's gives he's the big like he gives the big middle finger like middle finger up yours like I'm the best one here mentality. And he will be a lot of fun. Um, but I feel like Michigan State is a very legitimate outcome that is like. It's in the it's like it's in the, in the pit of my stomach. It totally could happen. Yeah, I don't have enough like inside sources to start crystal balling guys, but I agree with you. It, it there's a part of me that's just like Michigan State makes a lot of sense, and it's not you know I can't fault a kid for wanting to go play for Tom Izzo. You know what I mean? Like Michigan State's a fantastic, a better program than Ohio State. You know, so at at the, in general, so it's tough. And also, we talk about kind of like the hometown kid and all this, you know. Will he stay home and play? There's sometimes that's benef- that's like a beneficial thing, and they want to be you know a Buckeye because exactly. they grew up in Columbus. And sometimes it's not. They exactly. might he might not have grown up an Ohio State fan. I don't know. Devin Royal might have he's might have already said that. I, I haven't looked it up. I don't know. Um, that feels like an Adam Jardy kind of question, but I'm not positive. So we'll see. The fact that he played in the Kingdom League shows how confident he is. That's pretty rare for high schoolers to do that. And you're playing up against literally yeah. like like some of these guys are 10 year professional vets. I mean, Ron Lewis played, you know, so he, he's definitely got a lot of sauce. He's got a lot of swag. He's confident. He's a guy that, you know, he's only going to get better when he, I mean, he reminds me a lot of Malachi Branham, not how they play, just how they conduct themselves. I think he's a little more outspoken, but uh, that's not saying much. <laughs> so, you know, it will be very interesting to see. And it, it also, I think it very much depends on what Scotty Middleton does, right? Scotty Middleton is a top 25 recruit in the country as it stands right now. That can only benefit Ohio State if he goes to Ohio State for Devin Royal to go. Oh, okay, I can I can add to a class of Scotty Middleton and George Washington III and a rising guy in Austin Parks. Like you're talking about a class, if they can wrap those four up in a little bow, that might be a better class than the class they have coming in this year, which is in, kind of insane to say. So, um, I it'll be very interesting to see kind of where his recruitment goes the next month or two. Yeah, according to Adam Jardy. Um, if Scotty Middleton ends up going to Ohio State, that would not impact Devin Royal. Um, basically, what I saw from Jardy is that okay, Middleton weighs like thirty-five pounds less than Royal. Like they're actually not—they're really not going to play the exact same role on this team. And and it, it might even end up being that Scotty Middleton ends up playing more of a two because he weighs like one hundred and seventy-five pounds, whereas Royal is already like two fifteen or two ten. So it wouldn't be a situation where if one goes to Ohio State, the other one's like, oh, man, like I'm blocked now. So they could get both. But yeah, Holtman is going to play. Holtman is going to play play up the you're a local kid. Do you want to make a legacy for yourself being a Columbus kid, the next Columbus kid to go to Ohio State, to break records, to win a Big Ten championship, to hang a banner, and to be able to do it 20 minutes from where you grew up? And then Tom Izzo is going to play you know, Thomas is going to play the opposite card of, you know, you have an opportunity to get away from where you grew up and start a brand new journey up here at Michigan State. Look at all of our trophies. Look at all of our final fours. So it'll be interesting. But we've talked about him for a little bit. 
I'm sure we'll talk about him again in the future, but we'll scoot on here. The next one's super interesting because it's pretty much been silent from him for a while. And it's Dalen Swain. He is from Columbus Afrocentric High School. He's a very good player. I think that he, for a long time, he was the number one number one player in Ohio. I think he's down to two now. But man, he would be a really good addition for them too. But there's just there's just not been much noise from from Dalen Swain for a few months now. He also said he would like to have his stuff wrapped up before he starts playing games as a senior. And there's pretty much been nothing from him since like early June. Yeah, um, the last two things I've heard from him, really, honestly have nothing to really do with his recruitment because the first one was back in the state uh, semifinals where there was that Twitter video of the kid hanging on the rim that got a horrible technical foul like in the heat of the – like the game was like down to the wire and all this stuff. And there was a, Somebody got called for a tech for hanging on the rim. That was Dalen Swan uh, or Dalen Swain. So I remember that happened. And then oh, really? I remember – Yeah, that was Dalen Swain. Oh, that like fast that. break dunk in the fourth. He like He barely hung on the rim. And they gave him a tech. It was horrible. But Twitter like lit up about it. And then I remember Zach Fleer tweeting in like April that uh, Chris Holtman and Jake Diebler were at uh, uh, one of Dalen Swain's tennis games, <laughs> like watching him play tennis. Uh, that's how serious they were about his like recruiting him. So, um, you know, it, it's kind of weird because it feels like he's been a little bit hurt by the rise of Devin Royal because at one point they were definitely, you know, one in the same. Um, in terms of talent and potential. And now it seems like Royals kind of taken over a little bit, but he's still a hell of a player. And it, it's unfair to say, because to a lot of high state fans, it will feel like a consolation prize if they get Swain and not Royal. That's not really the case though. Uh, Swain is still very, very, very good. And no, I if think you, he was the, I'm pretty sure he was the D three player of the year in Ohio as a junior. He averaged like 21 points a game. He's a hell of a, he's a hell of a player. And uh, so it, it will be interesting. I do feel like the Scotty Middleton decision might impact him because he's more of a true two. I don't really think it yeah. matters. I think Chris Holman's kind of proven like they're just going to bring in talent and work where it goes. I mean, look at the team this year. But still, I do think the Scotty Middleton decision might impact him a little bit just because you got George Washington, who's a guard. Scotty Middleton's good, like a, a hybrid guard. You know, I don't know. It just depends. I'm not in the kid's brain. Um, how many spots do they still even have? Is it it's too early to tell? Technically, they have so, two right left. Yeah, so it, it's 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 hard to answer that question straight up with transfers and stuff. But and also, you have Tanner Holden is going to be a big question mark if Tanner Holden stays next year, which I'm guessing he probably will. But man, we're like a year out, so it's really hard to to tell right now. It doesn't seem like Tanner Holden would play one year and bounce. He's not an NBA guy, so he probably would return for a fifth year. And if Tanner Holden returns, that means that Ohio State has two total roster spots left for next year, for 2023, um, including any incoming transfers. But then it's like there were only 10 schools in Division I basketball last year that did not have somebody transfer out. So then you're assuming that at least one player is probably going to leave Ohio State. So it's really hard to answer that question with a flat number. Um, I'm guessing they'll probably take two more recruits in this class, though. Sorry about that. Lost my mic. Um, yeah, I, yeah. And the tough part is, is it's tough to see them not hitting the transfer portal as well, maybe leaving a spot or two for that. So I agree. It's, it's tough to tell right now, but I agree. They'll take two more. Um, yeah, it's just, it, like you said, it's tough with Swain. Hey, he just has been really, really quiet. And, I think uh, his, what was last month at the, um, at the team camp, pretty sure that, uh, a couple, couple people caught up and asked him 
And I think his quote was something along the lines of like, they're like, is Ohio State the leader in your recruitment? Is Ohio State like pulling ahead? Is it because they're local? And I'm pretty sure he says something along the lines of, they are not my favorite, like they're not the favorite, but they're also not just another school. Yeah, okay, not- that, was, that was him that said that? Yeah, so like they're okay. not, it's not on the same, it's not like Ohio State's just another school amongst those chasing him, but he wouldn't commit to saying like, oh yeah, like they are the leader in my recruitment either. So okay. I yeah, feel no. like I, I, feel I remember like that also turned some that turned some people like kind of sideways as like maybe Ohio State doesn't have a great chance with him. I didn't take that from that quote, but I remember some people did. So I feel like you're right that that, that Scotty Middleton. I think that maybe his decision will like probably determine this big time. If Scotty Middleton ends up at Ohio State, then I don't think Dalen swing well. Yeah, and if I'm being honest, I would rather have Middleton. I would want either of them, but Middleton does seem like a more polished player at this point. Uh, next guy is Xavier Booker. Um, so what's funny about Xavier Booker is his recruiting rankings are v- drastically different based on where you go. Because if you look at 24-7 sports and their own rankings, I believe they have him as like number six in the country. They have him as the fourth best as number four in the country and a five-star. But when you look at the composite, which is 24-7 on three rivals in ESPN – he rounds out to number 60 in a four-star. Um, <laughs> so clearly somebody, one of these outlets, is pissed off at him. But yeah. Michigan State is Michigan State is on his ass. Duke is on his ass. Um, he's got over 30 offers, and he allegedly is going to be cutting his list down uh, very soon. He has July 25th. He has a Oh, he's cutting his list down on the 25th, and he's taking. He already has an official visit scheduled with Ohio State for September 3rd. So I think that means that Ohio State's going to have to be in that list if he's already committed to a visit. Yeah, a little bit of a spoiler alert there. Uh, it does feel like that would pretty much waste his time, or he'll at least cancel that visit. But yeah, he's a weird one because he's kind of, excuse me, he's been he's been Michigan State's guy. Michigan State has been on him for a long time. Uh, but when I talk about the like the big three and stuff and recruit, like he's got the big three on him. Duke has offered him and they're on him. Kansas, I don't think Kansas offered him, but they've been interested. Kentucky, same deal. So, you know, he's one that it it, it feels like Ohio State might have just got in a little bit too late. He said the the interest is real. He said I, there's a true interest there with me in Ohio State. I like the staff. I like the people. Um, so I mean, if you can get him, you know, if you get into his list on July 25th, you get a month before he has his official, maybe the official goes really well. Who knows? But then you get into this kind of weird thing of like, if Middleton just commits to Ohio State, you know, August 6th or whatever, then you have Royal, who's a good target. Booker might be a chance. Now you're starting to get into the weeds of like, do we have too many kids? I, it's, you're in a weird kind of spot. So I, he's a, I mean, he would make Ohio State fans happy. He's 6'11", he's 260, he's a hell of a post player. And, you know, depending on whether he, if he commits, we'll call him the fourth best player in the country. If he doesn't commit, we'll call him the 60th. But, <laughs> um, you know, it is what it is. We'll, we'll see with him. I, I think his schools of his top, I think he said he's, his, on July 25th, it's going to be his top six schools. So we'll see who's in that. I assume it'll be Michigan State, Duke, and Ohio State, and the three others. Um, pretty but, much pr- pretty much every school that has interest has also offered him. So, like, Kansas has offered him. Louisville has offered him. Texas has offered. Michigan has offered. Miami has offered. Purdue has offered. Auburn's offered. Like every single 
damn near everybody's offered him a scholarship. So he's going to literally just going to be able to take his pick. Yeah, with that, you think he's probably closer to four than 60. I mean, that's a hell of a list. Yeah, that is. He's going to have choices. Um, it says, Purdue, uh, Purdue, I expect Purdue to be on that list, too, just for obvious reasons. Because he's, <laughs> he's, yeah, he's from Indianapolis. That's another thing yeah. I, was, I was wondering, too, is it probably wouldn't play, but Holtman, having already been at Butler, knows Indiana and recruiting Indiana very well, um, knows the Indianapolis area, obviously. Um, I don't know if that would benefit him. Um, I know that Xavier Booker has played. He doesn't play AAU with Devin Royal right now, but he went out of his way to say they're friends. Um, yes, that he knows Devin Royal very well, and that they have played together in previous summers. So Which if, also if, makes me scared about Michigan State. <laughs> that's very true. I didn't think about that backwards. I was thinking if Devin Royal commits first, but I was like, oh, actually, yeah, fuck. Uh, if that's Devin glass, glass half full or glass half empty. The way you want to look at that. <laughs> Ooh, I don't like that. Um, but yeah, so he knows Devin Royal very well. He's going to be cutting his list soon. Um, also, uh, oh man, I should go look and see. It's probably irrelevant, but September 3rd is the day I believe that Ohio State plays Notre Dame in football. So he'll that be is, visiting. That's that Saturday night, yeah. That's the and, biggest. That'll be the biggest recruiting day for basketball. coincidence, Notre Dame has offered Xavier Booker as well. <laughs> so uh, who hasn't offered? As I said, so is Tulane. Everybody should make pay attention to Tulane as well. They also offered him. Yeah, throw your hat in the ring, I guess. <laughs> um, shout out Green Wave. So, so yeah, he's a he, he's a big one. Seems like kind of a long shot, especially if his timeline is, if his like timeline's pushed out a little farther. It seems like maybe Ohio State will have some of these spots closed by then. Right. That's another thing. If he's still visiting on September third, we could honestly have Middleton and Royal already committed to Ohio State by then. So who knows? <laughs> Speaking of Middleton, so we've man, we've 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 talked and danced around Scotty Middleton already so much because so much really hinges on him because he is announcing his college decision on August sixth, which is in about three weeks. Um, he is a high four star, I believe he's ranked in like the high thirties, low forties on twenty four seven sports. Um, so he's very close to being a five star right now. He's a four star. Um, he is. What are his measures? He's six six one eighty. He's listed as a three. Um, sounds like he will probably play a lot of two as well because he only weighs about a buck eighty right now. But very, very good player out of the Wichita area. Yeah, he's he's such an interesting one because you can kind of tell who's been paying attention to his recruitment and who hasn't. Because I mean, he plays in Kansas and Kansas is on his top five. So if you haven't been paying too much attention, you'd probably say like, oh yeah, he's going to Kansas. But for everybody that's paid attention. Kansas really isn't on his list. It's Seton Hall, Ohio State, and then UConn made a strong push at the end. Um, Andrew Slater said that if you don't follow Andrew Slater, you should. Dude just knows everything. Um, he he said back, I think it was like February, that Seton Hall and Ohio State are the ones to look out for when it comes to Middleton, and the UConn is, is making a push. I, this could go – there truly is – from what I've seen, there's truly no favorite here. It could go any any sort of way. He could still maybe go to Kansas. You know, you just have a late shift in mind. His teammate last year, Grady Dick, who's a top 25 player in the country, played a Sunrise Christian. He's going to Kansas. So you got to figure that can only benefit them. Um, Am I crazy? Is it a fever dream or did, did you kind – did they hire Archie Miller? Am I crazy? No, Archie Miller is going to Xavier. Or did they hire Sean Miller? Who did UConn hire? Maybe maybe Sean Miller is going to Xavier. 
No, UConn Sean has, Miller's a Xavier. Who does, does the psychopath Dan Hurley? Oh, he's still there. No. Yeah. yeah for is sure. he really? Yeah, I think so. Let me. I'll, I'll, I'll Google it while you're talking. But yeah, I'm pretty sure. Is Dan then Bobby Hurley's at uh, Arizona State? Yeah, Dan uh, Hurley's at UConn. Okay, There's, I must be tripping just because UConn's colors are the same as Xavier's, and I knew one of the uh, one of the Millers went there. But yeah, Sean went geez. back to Xavier, and then Archie. I'm not sure Archie did Archie get a job? Yeah, Archie's at Rhode Island. So oh, go. dude, they're all blue and white. That's what's yeah. tripping me up. Um, <laughs> man, that's okay. Yeah, but um, where was that going with this? Oh, yeah. Then she have Shaheen Holloway at Seton Hall, brand new coach, was the uh, the the Peacocks head coach in the NCAA tournament. Um, that that'll be a big one. And you feel like based on brand and results, Ohio State would potentially have an edge. Um, but not necessarily. I mean, Shaheen Holloway's got like we all saw. He, he's got a lot of enthusiasm, man. His players love him, so wouldn't be blown away if he went and played for him. Um, there's only one future cast prediction, like insider prediction on rivals, and that right now has him going has Scotty Middleton going to Ohio State. So right now on rivals, there's a 100 percent chance that he's going to Ohio State. That'd be nice. He's my guy. Like I know a lot of people hire on Royal. If I get anybody, I want Scotty Middleton. So we'll see. I'm hoping for it, but there's like I said, there's just there's no favorites, so we'll see. He took his official visit. That was back in March, so he's already seen everything. Um, this one kind of snuck under the radar, I think, just because he's not local. But yeah, it sounds like there's a a very realistic chance that Ohio State ends up getting him, which would be um, that'll be a big get. So next one, this is a guy that I don't know a ton about. So if you know more about him than I do, feel free to uh, take the wheel and and tell us all about him. Um, six, four combo guard out of Minneapolis, Tayson Chapman, or it might be Tyson, but it's spelled T A I S O N put out his top five. Um, just this past week, Kansas, Ohio state, Virginia, Minnesota, and Xavier, um, Ohio state just offered him in May. He has not visited Ohio state. He has not visited Virginia. He has not visited Minnesota, but they're all, they're all on the list. He's only visited Kansas and Xavier, but Ohio state's in the top five. Yeah, I'd be lying if I said I knew a lot about him either. He kind of snuck up on everybody. I've done a little bit of research since he said Ohio State was in his top five. I didn't, hadn't heard of him. Uh, I think I heard that they'd offered him, and that was it. He's a he's a great player. Uh, it'd be awesome. It just it feels like they're so in on guys like Middleton and Royal and kind of Swain that like a lot of these guys who still are going to put Ohio State in their top five and top three, they go a little bit under the radar just because you're not hearing as much about them, but. You know, they're just as good players, obviously. So uh, it's interesting how many schools he has on his list that he hasn't visited, which implies that he's probably not going to make a decision anytime soon because he has to visit these schools. But uh, we'll see. I, I haven't seen a timeline or anything for his decision. So I don't know much about him, though, to be very honest. And he's and he's a guard. He's not a forward. It definitely looks like Ohio State at this at this stage of the game and their 2023 class is looking for at least one forward, if not two. Um, he's a guard. He's 6'4". He's 170 pounds. I don't know if having George Washington there um, and limited spots. I don't. I don't know if Ohio State would go in the direction of another of another guard in that class before they lock up a forward. But he's a top fifty player in the country, um, and I mean, like you said, you can't be mad about just adding top fifty talent and trying to sort it out. It just I don't know if if that piece would fit perfectly with what they're looking for. Yeah, yeah, it's always tough to really tell kind of with that because I think of recruitment, if you try to be too picky, then you end up maybe with your hand in an empty barrel. But um, I don't know. We'll, like I said, we'll see. I don't know if there's a – again, I think it all – a lot of uh, – with a combo guard like that, 
it might just come down to what Scotty Middleton decides. I think a lot of stuff comes down to what happens on August 6th, to be honest. And the last one is kind of the same deal, but it kind of feels like at this point it's almost an afterthought. Not that he's not that he's not a good player, but Laurent Rice, um, he's from Dayton. He is the number 180. He is the 181st player as far as the 24-7 composite rankings go. But then again, 24-7 has him as the 24th player. <laughs> Combo guard from Wayne High School in Dayton. He has a top eight list that came out in January, and that included Ohio State, Kansas State, Louisville, Marquette, I believe George Washington was on there. Georgetown was on there. Shockingly, Dayton wasn't on there. They did offer. But um, again, I, I don't see him. And he plays for the All-Ohio Red team that with, with Devin Royal and Dalen Swain and George Washington. But I just I, – I can't see it. I, I don't see it. It's, it's crazy. I wrote an article probably a year and a half ago when I came back to Land Grant about – one of my first ones was about Laurent Rice and kind of – you know, Ohio State's recruitment of him. At the time, he was the number one recruit in Ohio at the time. So it's kind of crazy how much he's – I don't want to say fallen because he's still like fourth, but it's kind of crazy how much the attention has fallen to guys like Royal and Swain and, you know, GW3 um, over, you know, a, a guy like a guy like Laurent Rice. So, it, yeah, it, it just – if I haven't heard anything about him, with Ohio State, except after he put out his top eight. So I just don't really know. Um, you know, it's tough, it's tough for us because we, we say this a lot. We don't really have, like, you know, inside sources. We You know, sometimes we hear stuff a little bit earlier than others. But other than that, you know, a lot of it is just going on feel. And it, the, the feeling there is just that it's probably not there. The, the right feeling now. is that they already have a combo guard in this class and they have, they have a combo guard and they have a true center and they need a bigger – Thicker is a weird word, but like a thicker, wider forward in this class. So it's I'd Devin be surprised. Royal. Right? They need it. They need it. Like a, they need Devin Royal. Devin, if you're listening, we need you. Yes, um, yes please. I just, I, I just don't see. I don't see that being a fit with the personnel that they're trying to add in this class and already the guys that they already have there. So I could be wrong, and he'll probably end up being one of those players who like is a three star and then goes to like Kansas State or Georgetown and plays really well, and everybody in Ohio is going to be like. How the hell did Ohio State let this guy get out of the state? How do they not lock up the best guys in the state? And it's like, yeah, well, I mean, damned if you do, damned if you don't, I guess. Yeah, 100%. They'd say that if Royal was on the team or not. It, it is funny because I keep seeing people call like Devin Royal a must get. And I don't really agree with that in really any sense of like recruitment normally, just because it's so hard to deter. It, it's hard to call somebody must get because you don't know what they're thinking. So you might not even have a chance at them, you know? Um, mm. But. It feels like if there's anything close to a musket, it's probably Devin Royal. <laughs> so we'll see. Yeah, that's that that is that that's the guy right now. That is the guy right now that they. Which is funny because, like I said, in pretty much every out. in pretty much every service, um, Scotty Middleton is ranked higher and has a higher ceiling. Maybe it's just the Columbus ties to Royal. Maybe it's because how fast he's risen. Well, I don't he, really know. We already talked about it. It's because he's got that. He's got that sauce, man. He's and, got that. Yeah, and he's saucy. Like you, you do kind of want him. You're like he's cool. He absolutely like he's out here dunking on like. Uh, oh man, what was it? I think we talked about this the last episode actually when he played in the Kingdom League and he yammed on Andre Wesson and then like did the rock the baby shit. To be like, oh, he's a baby. This 25 year old man's a baby. I'm like, oh my god, a 17 year old is why. A seventeen a professional player. He's yeah, a got a, a professional overseas player. He's yamming on his head and then talking mad trash. I was like, yeah, dude, he's uh, 
he's big time. But anyway, that was our very organized and uh, hopefully informative, hopefully entertaining rundown of some of the closer Ohio State targets and offers right now. Last thing, we're going to get out of here real quick, but the non-conference schedule came out. I'm sure you have thoughts. I know you have thoughts. Basically, their non-conference schedule is real tough, but all the tough games are going to be either on the road or neutral site, and all the home games that the fans get to go to are absolute cupcakes. And the fans are pissed off because they don't want to pay hundreds of dollars to watch Ohio State play Maine and Chaminade. Um, But when you're locked into these neutral site tournaments where you're facing North Carolina, Duke, probably like Creighton, um, Arkansas, they're not going to add any tough games at home. So it's a tough schedule, but it sucks for the fans. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know if this makes sense, but it makes sense in my head. So I'm going to say it out loud. Like they have this kind of schedule because they're good and because their people want to watch them. Because that's how you get to play. Like they're only playing Duke again because they beat Duke last year. If Duke wipes the floor with them, they don't play Duke again this year. They're only playing the CBS Sports Classic with three of the most premier programs ever in Kentucky, North Carolina, UCLA, because they're a premier program right now. People want to watch them. They're only playing in the Maui Maui invite with three top five teams because they're a decent team and people want to see them in Maui. So like it's, I understand the gripe for sure. Like, you know, you know, you want to watch fun games. It also, again, it doesn't help that last year Duke came to Columbus, which they won't do again for 50 more years. But you know, that definitely bolstered their, their home games last year weren't great outside of Duke. Um, and you can't make Duke come back again. You got to go, you know, you beat him on your turf. You got to go see him now. So um, it, I don't know. It makes sense to me that the home games kind of stink. It's just kind of a bummer. I understand the fans great, but it's, it, it, it's nice that they have these kinds of games, like the CBS Sports Classic, like the Maui Invite, because it means people care about them. And it means that the program is in a good position. If they were dog shit, they wouldn't be in these tournaments. Yeah, sense. and I mean, and, and there are there are people that there are people that will counter you, and they will say, you can still play good teams. Duke and Arizona, I believe, just agreed to a home and home. Do, like, don't play in multiple neutral site events. Don't don't play in the CBS Sports Classic and the Maui Invitational. Like, get out of one of those and schedule home and homes with Dayton or with you know any of these schools that are bordering Ohio State that are maybe a different conference they're saying just get out of those and it's not that simple well that like CBS sports contract that's a contract you know what I mean so the stuff like that is definitely in play as well a lot of big time programs don't they don't want to do a home and home I was floored when I saw that Duke and Arizona agreed to do a home and home a lot of big time programs they, they don't want to go play at a hostile road environment early in the season and potentially put a non-conference loss on their schedule. A lot of schools don't want to do that. Um, and second, which you told me before we were recording, that's a big recruiting tool to tell kids that are visiting like, hey, have you ever wanted to play in Madison Square Garden? Have you ever played um, in TD Garden? Have, do you want to play in Hawaii? Do you want to spend four days in Hawaii? Well, every year or every other year, we try to do a trip like that. So if you play four years at Ohio State, you're going to get to play in a couple of the biggest venues in the country in front of thousands of fans and hundreds of thousands on national television. Um, That's a big recruiting tool that fans that buy season tickets don't care. They don't want to watch Maine, but a kid that's being recruited, when you tell him that he can go play against Arkansas 
in Hawaii, he's like, hell yeah. Yeah, no, 100%. I mean, that's that's <clears throat> the recruit, especially like the CBS Sports Classic, which doesn't feel like a big thing, maybe for fans because it is a neutral site thing. A, a, a high school kid that's huge. It's on CBS. It's right before Christmas. It's You're playing either UCLA, North Carolina, or Kentucky every year. Like that's that's a very big deal, and that's why when it comes to these preseason tournaments, or not preseason, but early season tournaments, there's a reason they schedule them out so far in advance. You know, of, of like year or two in advance, obviously for logistic purposes and whatnot, but also so you can recruit that way. You know, so you can tell recruits, hey, you're going to be in two years. In two years, we're going to the battle for Atlantis. You know, stuff like that. So, um, you want to play basketball in the Bahamas? So. That's where that is, right? Yeah. So, you know, it, all, everything is done with a recruiting mindset. And it's, it's the same issue college football has, right? It's why Nick Saban hasn't traveled past the Mason-Dixon line for the past 40 years in, in non-conference. There's no reason to. You have to give these teams kind of a reason to play these. The only reason Duke and Arizona are doing it because John Shire uh, wanted to do something early in his kind of coaching career to really bolster the program. And Tommy Lloyd was like, all right, dope, let's do it because he's kind of new at Arizona as well. So, you know, I do wish Ohio State would play like a Dayton every year, home and home. That'd be sick, you know, but it's just probably not a realistic thing at this point. Yeah, I mean, we've been talking about we've been talking about Dayton for for years. And and at first it sounded like um, at first it sounded like Ohio State wasn't interested in in, um, trying to remember Basically, Ohio State was willing to have Dayton come to Columbus and play, but Ohio State didn't necessarily want to go to Dayton and play is what I heard. And now it's like, apparently now Dayton is like, that's fine. We'll, we'll come play in Columbus. Um, but we're we're never going to get a straight answer about that because it's not beneficial to either school to answer that question. If they can't agree to terms, nobody's going to point fingers. Nobody wants to actually give information about why that doesn't take place. But also, shout out to the main Black Bears. I don't. We don't mean to pick on you. Your logo is really cool. You're just not good at basketball. I think that's all we got for today. Um, appreciate you guys sticking with us if you sat through all 36 minutes of that. If you're finding us on the website, uh, make sure to also subscribe on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you get your music and podcasts. We are under the Land Grant Holy Land feed. Um, that way you'll be notified whenever we put out new episodes. Yeah, and you can also find uh, us on Twitter at BucketheadsLGHL. We don't, you know, it's, the, it's a little bit tough to come up with too much interaction right now in July unless you're putting out some crazy shit, which we try not to do. Um, but, you know, give us a follow anyway. You can find at least our podcast episodes there and whatnot. And you can find me at Justin underscore Golba. That's my personal Twitter. Um, yeah. Connor, where are you? If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can follow me at Lamons underscore Connor, which is L-E-M-O-N-S underscore Connor. Um, thanks for listening this week, you guys. Have a great weekend and go Bucks.